Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. Part two. That's right. And on this <laughs> second part of our 2019 episode, we want to let you all know that we decided to make this a little bit of a drinking game. Just Actually, this part two. We should let you know that part one was also a drinking game, which means that our <laughs> drinking game has now been going on for almost two hours, despite the fact that you just pushed play on this. So we're feeling real, real good here. Uh, and I'm to let you know. And to let you know the rules, because we love movies and we love propping movies up. We don't want to try to chop them down like your stuffy critics out there. No disrespect, critics. You do a valiant service until you tank movies that are good and audiences love because you're in a bad mood that day. So anytime we say anything negative about each other or critics or movies, you're going to hear this sound. That sound means that we're taking a drink and we hope you drink along with us. So pour yourselves a glass and let's talk about Disney Animated's fifth element film, Frozen 2 Multipass. <laughs> Jesus. Is that uh, in light of Elemental having come out recently <laughs> this year? No, dude. Like, Dave, okay. that, by the way, that, Dave, that's one of my notes, my show notes. I was like, is this the fifth element? Yeah, right. When she was looking at that, it was like a parchment or okay. something and it had all the, and she's like, yeah, the fifth yeah. element. Okay, we yeah, got a fifth I'll, element joke. We got an yep. elemental joke. What a way to start our Frozen 2 episode here. <laughs> All right, Buzz is a reset. We're going in. I should point right. out, though, we are Buzz talking about Frozen. Uh, <laughs> okay. Buzz is a reset. Yeah, we don't count the first one because that's a demo buzzer. Ah. Um, <laughs> wait, we actually we actually can get our buzzers going here because we actually have an award. We've been handing these out recently. Mm. <laughs> okay, that was not an invitation. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so in our first episode of 2019, where we talked about all the, the films that were made in 2019, how much money Disney made that year, we were going to be talking about a Disney movie this year, but Disney Studios made Avengers Endgame, which came out that year. And they also came out with Captain Marvel and Aladdin and Lion King and a whole bunch of other things that... Um, Rise of Skywalker. Unbelievable. So anyway... By the way, do you guys Alpha lose faith lives? in... Do you guys lose faith in humanity when you read those movies? And you're like, geez, these were the highest grossing films. No, you know, I had a great time. I was there the whole time. Um, <laughs> anyway, we do have a winner of the fewest buzzers from that episode. Meaning somebody was boring as fuck. John, you win. You had the fewest buzzes <laughs> talking about Ad Astra in 2019. So, John, we toast to you. <laughs> Get your drink up. I blame the connection. Because last time we talked about Frozen One. <laughs> last time we talked about Frozen One. I'm driving a U-Haul while I'm listening to you guys talk about the movie <laughs> musical that I literally taught to children. I taught these songs to kids, and here you are talking God, about so it. Sorry. That's that's for parents everywhere. Yeah. By the way, I did teach two of these Frozen 2 songs to kids. Actually, three. Oh, oh the bubble. <laughs> oh, no. For my uh, YouTube. We have a YouTube Jesus channel, people. Christ. Please follow our socials. Um, my uh, fucking Zoom. They do this weird shit. Jeff, Jeff just did balloon magic. So anyway, yeah. um, I've taught three of these songs for Frozen 2 as well. But anyway, I was not there. Our guest, who we're going to introduce in a second here, is. But John decided to take over hosting duties this episode. And he said the word fuck so many times before talking about this movie. He was like, fucking guys, we're going to fucking talk about this fucking movie. We're going to fucking, let's fucking talk about fucking Frozen. And then all of a sudden you're like, by the way, I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. They, we're we're just talking about okay, how much well, you love this movie. See, that, 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 was, that was the thing. That was the Shyamalan twist. Because for, for a while... This this held the the record for the most buzzers in an episode, but the funny thing Damn. is, eighteen minutes in, this happens. Did you guys find yourself laughing laughing at the jokes? Because for me, I did. I thought the the jokes worked. I really have well. no skull. 
To be yeah, when I, okay, my I don't know about right, you guys. Hold I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna stop so we can John set the time. Like for this I fucking love this. <laughs> yes, thank oh, you. Dave. Such a great oh, time with this. Thank you, Dave. I it was amazing. <laughs> like I started <laughs> off, I thought I was gonna fucking hate it because I, I everything that I encountered with this movie it's like just annoying stupid kids singing the theme over and over again i was like ah, the theme no bossing you for that yeah thank you <laughs> oh my god wow. john was, you'll never that be was like shaving ever that again. was like 20 minutes in and we'd already bumped up almost equaled the record for previous buzzes before then well in so, case yeah, you guys it, missed our ad astra episode we are returning to frozen the series with our guest co-host from frozen one which Pat did that just said had the record for the most buzzes until he beat his own record when we talked about Conan the Barbarian. Mark Monstrowski from the Mark and Matt movie show. Fuck, I did it again. The Matt and Mark movie show. Mark, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be back, fellas. I'm sufficiently buzzed. That's for sure. What do you yeah. think? I mean, at least you're still conscious, unlike with the Conan the Barbarian episode. My eyes are like partially closed now. Yeah. My Since, skin is red. It's funny. Maybe some dads like at birthday parties are drunk talking about how Frozen's actually awesome. But like we are, we none of us have kids, and here yeah. we are talking about the Frozen series. So, uh, what are you drinking? And go ahead and plug the Mark and Matt movie show. Oh yeah, so the uh, Matt and Mark movie show is oh, yeah. sort of Matt, Matt created to kind of let us still interact, even though we had moved to different locations. So we get to watch a movie and talk about it because that used to be our favorite part of the week when we both lived in New York City. We'd just go see a movie and hang out and talk about it. So now we got to do it on Zoom and people get to watch it. And we also have a Patreon and a TikTok and a bunch of other stuff. But if you go to our Instagram page, you'll see all our social links there. So check us out if you can. Yeah. You guys are, <laughs> and we're on you YouTube guys are too. very funny. Oh, thank you. We appreciate We love you guys. Yeah. Like, you guys are our favorite. So we listen to you all the time. Uh, so oh, there, we're yeah, big there's, fans. There's some beef back and, and forth. We've had beef and everything. It's It's been fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't always have we we very I think we rarely have crossover in our taste, which is why it's it's funny that sometimes it does work like at Astra. Well, like, yeah, you know why they're great? Because when you guys wouldn't do the fucking free guy movie, I went over there and talked about it. <laughs> Dave, God, you rock hard for that. We movie, do the dude. trashy Jeez. movies. Dave Christ. is still hard for free guy. It's true. <laughs> I mean, oh, notice boy. I didn't buzz anyone for that. Movie. All right, people. I won't buzz you, yeah, Dave. Yeah. I agree with you. You can't buzz when it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could gush. I could do the gush, though. I've, I don't know if you should do a, the gush after a hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> sure. I've decided to make an executive decision since I was not at the first movie. So we're not going to. So if you guys follow the podcast, we usually do gripes or mini reviews where we talk about movies that have come out spoiler free for a couple minutes. But then we're sticking with this series movies of the year we've already talked a lot about 2019 we teased it here at the beginning but you have to go back and listen to our ad astra episode about this i kind of want to get back right into the frozen series unless anybody has any news or gripes that you want to get to specifically about this dave also gripes about marvel which is technically owned by disney <laughs> similar property we could also talk about how bob i that's a dave buzz bob Iger quote-unquote flubbed and accidentally leaked that there's going to be a Frozen 4. This is not a guy that makes yeah. errors. So that was definitely intentional. Not. That motherfucker is so goddamn smart. And he just yeah, but he does... had just come off of his earnings thing where he talked about how Q4 lost <laughs> money, but in a good way. So anyway. I mean, of course they're going to make a fourth one, right? Well, it's so like, here's the thing. How is that a secret? Well, the third one you hasn't know? come out yet. Well, our co-host... Yeah, no, but like they do that shit all the time. It's like, hey, we greenlit like five of the John Wick movies. 
Yeah. Like they can well, probably do with these Disney movies. Disney is very famous about their brand matters more than anything else. So for instance, on Broadway, if the if the audience response they believe is less than stellar, they'll just take the show off Broadway, even if it's making a ton of money, which is hilarious because I don't know anybody that likes Aladdin on Broadway. It just fucking keeps yeah. going. But um, <laughs> The Lion King obviously is doing well, but Newsies was still making money and they were like, get it out. Like we're worried about it slipping. Frozen though, because like there's no Moana 2. Right, there's no Inside Out two. They're not no, going to try uh, to do there that. Is a, there is an Inside Out two. Um, there's no Moana two. They're making a live action Moana instead. Moana instead. Yeah, they do the live action. I can't say Moana. Two is a I can't. Porno. Yes. That's what I want to see. I can't say Moana right now. Okay. Anyway, they do the live action, which I guess is their way of doing sequels. But no, Inside Here Out two is numbers. definitely happening. The tomato meter for this movie is a seventy-seven, which I think is, you know, in solid. response to Frozen one, it's fine. It's a solid number. Yeah. Yeah, audience, Frozen, of- Frozen 1 was what, though? It was higher. And then the audience number was 92. But here are the numbers. Frozen 1 made $1.27 billion, which is fine because I didn't even know this thing was coming. I didn't know God it was damn. due out. I had no, no idea it was coming. All of a sudden, people were like, I like Frozen. I was like, what is that? Like, now, all of a sudden, people are walking down the street going, let it go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. $400 million domestic. Frozen 2 made $1.45 million. Billion dollars. <laughs> wow, what a billion. piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry. Frozen 2 made $1.45 billion. Oh, only a third of which was domestic. So how can you blame Disney? I mean, this is one of the highest grossing movies of all time. It's like in the top 20. Frozen 2. So... If they can make for even though the Olaf's fucking whatever that shit was was terrible, like they're gonna keep making. <laughs> oh yeah, damn it! You beat me to the box. <laughs> anyway, John, aren't you glad you're on a fro- another Frozen episode? <laughs> oh my god, you guys! John, we She's haven't like, talked about here? John. We haven't talked about our sponsors, Ugh. who you may know, Dante, who likes the Matt and Mark movie show better than us. But do you? Thanks. Remember. <laughs> What you loved about Frozen? Because you're sitting here like, why did they make a Frozen 2? But you love Frozen. So what was it about Frozen 1 that caught you off in a good way? I don't know I don't if I know, phrased I that correctly, remember, but I'm drinking. I don't remember recording that episode. What else did we talk about? <laughs> uh, we, no, we talked about... Um, oh, actually, I, there was a lot of it was gibberish. But, uh, <laughs> no, it was uh, the writing... The, again, he brought up the no, jokes. No, no, no. I mean, what other the animation. The, yeah, the animation came up a lot. Was what there another movie we discussed? Like that was a two another like multi movie episode? No, that was just Frozen Two. Oh, oh. just Frozen, Frozen One. one. <laughs> Frozen uh, One. Sorry. Dave yeah, is Frozen living one. in the future. <laughs> oh man. Uh I don't I don't remember, to be honest with you. I think I think I remember <laughs> I think I remember saying that I actually did, you know, laugh more than I thought I would. The songs are in Frozen One. The songs are undeniably, you know, catchy. Mm. And um, look at John backpedaling. I, you know you like it, goddamn it! Stop pretending I guess I did. I guess I did like the first one. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> John again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. 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 The I'll tomato meter. The first one was ninety, and the audience grew is eighty-five. So for what yeah. it's worth, the audience why do that many fucking kids too. have access to Rotten Tomatoes? Dave. <laughs> anyway, I stand by it. <laughs> okay, Dave, 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 and Mark, do you wanna do you wanna highlight some of the reasons that you guys liked the first movie, or at least were, you seem to be surprised all of no, you, that you know you liked what? The movie I, as much I, as you I did. feel like if you want to know why we liked the first movie, go back and listen to that episode. Um, it's it's easy to find. Nice it's called plug, Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. do your work for you. Um, 
I, will I point definitely out- liked it, by the way, because of like the humor. Animation was good. The music was fun. It was a fun movie. I, I will. I. I admit it. I had fun watching it. So yeah, great. One, one song aside, it was, it was very pleasant. We loved it. All right. So we're back with Frozen 2. This movie, as we talked about, made a lot of money. And this came out in November of 2019 on the anniversary of the JFK assassination, which is oddly <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> Disney killed JFK. Canal. <laughs> I saw this movie in theaters. Did you guys see this in theaters or was it just me? What a Fuck fucking no. thing to put next <laughs> Definitely to just you. Jesus there was Christ. nothing else in 2019 you could have seen. As a single guy, I cannot go to this movie solo. Exactly. I, yeah, no, so I, I, I went to the fucking... fucking movies, I went to myself. Super Mario Brothers <laughs> you, opening John. Thursday night because I had to do it on the Market Matt movie show. I had to talk about it that weekend. I, I was well, by you know myself. What, you know what? So you know what? Mario's different though. This is an entirely different beast. Mario's gonna be like people our age going there. That's like expected. But Frozen or Frozen Two? Mark doesn't want to be that guy with the, the full grown adult with a ponytail. Well, so <laughs> Mark also has a ten- <laughs> he, also, he also has a tendency to wear trench coats. I don't know if for that, so. John. It's probably the ponytail with the trench coat. Oh my god! Just people are gonna no call in underneath. Immediately, please, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> By the way, Christoph and Ryder are gonna bone in this movie, right? It's gonna. Okay, so let's. <laughs> they are really into each other in this. Movie. Everybody keeps talking about the Elsa um, eye fucking going on in this scene. But Christoph and Ryder, they just needs. I think he needs to stop trying to propose to Anna. He needs some time to figure that out. He needs to. He should know. get with that moose. They seem. They really. Whatever the fuck that thing is. I'm so moose. drunk. I called it a moose. Rains <laughs> here. <laughs> There are songs about these reindeer in this movie, Mark. By the way, when fucking reindeer started singing, I was like, Jesus Christ, seriously? Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so here we go, guys. Frozen 2. Here's the pitch. Here's the pitch. We'll talk about it in a second. I'm sure we will also just get ready to talk about whether or not you liked it as much or more than Frozen 1, which I'm sorry, that's just what you do with these sequels. It's just the truth. You do compare them to each other. So in Frozen 2... Uh, IMDb description, and then we're gonna send it off to you guys. What'd you think? What'd you feel? Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven leave Arendelle to travel to an ancient autumn-bound forest of an enchanted land. They set out to find the origin of Elsa's powers in order to save their kingdom. That's the pitch, and also, of course, the real thing that was highlighted in the um, the the marketing of this movie is. We get to the bottom of Elsa's powers in a way the first movie didn't. So they did have that one little thing where they said, actually, we have an in for a sequel. Um, we know Elsa learns it, like how to deal with her powers and such, which was great for kids. But explaining it didn't matter for the first movie. But in the second movie, they decided to try to find a way of talking about Elsa's powers. So that was in the pitch. What? Who just fucking burped through that intro? You got any, out of your goddamn mind, Mark? I'm trying to set up you guys, a movie. You guys have me drinking movie. so much shit, I'm fucked up. You no. barely passed John and I from our fucking. I'm half Chinese. That means like, do I get buzzed for being? I get buzzed. You racist bastards! I get buzzed for being half Chinese. Come on, we're talking about Disney. They've switched out in China. You can't do this, man. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god, I'm getting By the way, I'm getting so like many that. emails. By the way, the text do you guys, in the China, 
Wait, wait. Do you China. Guys, can you <laughs> this and this and this and this? Wait, do you guys like the fact that this whole movie was about how, like, pretty much how bad it's like, Western culture is terrible for the indigenous people and they destroy everything. And then meanwhile, Disney wants to have their own kingdom with their own laws. <laughs> we did not talk about the taxation I mean, yeah. of. Oh, <laughs> we can talk about the uh, socialization of Disney all day if we want to. All right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> who would like to go first? This film was about transition, the kind you can mention in the southern states. Ooh. Okay. Jeff, wanna, wanna, wait, 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 wait. A precursor. Yeah, you, you thought you were the worst, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Do you like Frozen 1, Jeff? I do like Frozen 1. I just don't think it balls with the the Disney movies of our childhood. I think the point... Yeah, balls in childhood, not a good... You just talked about wearing a trench coat with no clothes to Frozen, and then you're making a balls in China, childhood joke. Okay, anyway, um, I think... I think... The Frozen series, I think it's great. I really like their stories. I think one thing that the earlier Disney movies do is that all of the songs advance something. And I think some of the Frozen songs are just hype songs, like a WWE fighter who you know is going to fight this person, but it's also a really long walk from the walk the locker room. So they just play the music to heighten their entrance up and get the crowd excited. I think Frozen does this a little bit too much. And I think that in every single song in all of the Disney movies from 1989 until 2000, every single song advances the story more than the Frozen stories. That's what I think. My One yeah. of my notes for the uh, music is the singing is basically someone screaming at you. For some of them. I mean, <laughs> like, look, look, I, I, I really think First Time in Forever, Build a Snowman, Let It Go, do. I really do think these songs advance the story in a way that only a musical can. Otherwise, it's just... You have to do it in some other abstract filmmaking way, but music is it seems to be a great medium because that's what a musical is. It's a medium. It's its a style, yes, but it's also a medium to be able to bend space and time to get points across differently, whether it's thematic or plot or whatever. And I do think that certain songs do. And then there's certain songs where they're like, well, shit, we need a Sven song here. And then it's like, okay, but it doesn't really move things forward. So it kind of sinks. You know, I, I do think these movies do that a little bit too much. And they also spoon feed us things that I don't think the old movies did. But that's what I think. I still think they're great. But it's kind of like how I always say, How I Met Your Mother is amazing. But any character on How I Met Your Mother would be the seventh best friends character. You're, I'm gushing. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I, anyway. I've heard you say that. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Well, you guys... Hilarious, you I know. I mean, uh, Mark, Dave, what do you think? <laughs> Susie, Susie mentioned How I Met Your Mother. My finger was on the fucking buzzer. I'm like, I'm loaded. You Look, son of a I love all of the characters in How I Met Your Mother. Their characters are ranked 7 through 11 on my list of the best characters of Friends in How I Met Your Mother. No, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not taking that. <laughs> I mean, Jeff, God damn it, we're all fucking each other's names. Oh, no. The one thing uh, I hate I, I, I was, I yeah, was, yeah, Mark, yeah, go. Oh, okay, no, 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 go, no, Mark, after go. you, Dave. No, no, go. no, no, after you, Dave. No, I'll wait. I was going to say something asinine anyway. I know, but and, and go, go and do it. Do it. <laughs> I was going to say, this fucking movie just from, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the people want to know what we think, and they're never going to know. The thing that I mainly hated about this goddamn movie oh. was it just reminded me of <laughs> fucking death so much. I was oh like, my Jesus God. Christ, Dude. do we really need to know we're going to fucking die? It's oh like, I deal God. with that shit every goddamn day. I got my stupid brain's like, hey, do you know you're going to die? You better accomplish some shit. And then I watch a fucking movie and they're like, hey, do you know you're going to fucking die? <laughs> 
you wow. piece of garbage human being. And I'm just like, I don't want, and also if this is a kid's movie, why the fuck would you take your kids to a movie and then have to explain to them death afterwards? It's, well, I think oh, it's you don't have to. It's I don't the know. TV too just did. Lion King. I mean, <laughs> look. I know that's the thing with Disney. They're always like trying to do this death shit. And it's like, hey, Dude, maybe I just want to be entertained and not think of they, death when I'm in the fucking theater. They've been blowing Bambi's I mean, mom's head off since the I 70s. Know, I know that. Come on. That's why it's so fucking annoying. It's like, can you guys do something else other than death? There's like, isn't there a cool line shit at the beginning happening of this? in life don't about you, that? Don't you think it's about how life is precious? Yeah, Do but they're always like, I'm gonna die. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. I think you got exactly what Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee were going for as directors <laughs> of this show. I will say. So you didn't like you didn't like the movie, Mark, just to clarify. I mean, you know what? It felt like an amalgamation of all these different movies that I had already seen. So it didn't like the first one felt new and fresh and it was fun. This one, like the jokes fell flat. The music wasn't that great. Some of the story beats like didn't make sense to me. I mean, whatever, fuck, I'll just keep freaking. Buzz away, motherfuckers. I'm ready for you. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> but anyway, the, the movie just felt like, and, and the other thing is like, things happen so easily. I also forget that I, I this is a kid's movie, so maybe I'm shitting on it for no reason, but like- Dad's watching too, I, so I, do mom, I, so I went to I went to pee for a short period of time, and then all of a sudden, What's-Her-Face was free. And I was like, what the you fuck happened? You didn't press pause? Nah, yeah. I don't give a shit, <laughs> fuck this movie. You're watching this by yourself. <laughs> I know, I was, I was fast forwarding through some of the songs just because it's I like you're in the theater. I was watching this. You're fast forwarding oh, through funny. it. Dude, Jesus. you don't have to say this out loud. Guys, you, you, so you're saying you watched the sing-along version, Some of the music version, was right? just like- You watched the sing-along you know, I, version with uh, the Santa Clauses ads. The Santa Clauses. They're literally pilling them as the Santa Clauses. <laughs> what is Dave, this? did you like On this Disney movie? Plus? <laughs> I have a couple of things to say before I go down that path. Uh, I, was made, I was made to watch this in another room. <laughs> We're because throwing your wife subliminally into this. She, like. she, yeah, she has she has already seen it, and she was not going to sit through it again. Okay. Um, I will point out, although when you when you search Disney Plus for Frozen, twelve things come up. Yeah, there's only two movies. Frozen there's fever. Two movies. Right? Yeah, like there's another thing called Wilder Frozen Tale. I'm like, fucking hell, man! They're really like milking the hell of this. But you yeah, know, the, what the hell? D- Disney so Junior really went off the rails I, with this. Yeah, I hit I hit play. And it's like, I'm not. I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I actually enjoyed this a lot more than I probably should have. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, the first song is literally the film's call to action, a plot outline, and a steaming pile of foreboding all in one. Like, what do you even call that? It's like, good. I it, wish it the melody was better, but everything. you're right. You're 100 yeah. percent right. Yeah. yeah. And I, the one thing I did like, What's the first song, it's the lullaby thing. The mom sings, right? Yeah. So we're talking about the, the river, the river yeah. lullaby thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's fucking terrifying. Um, yeah, it's like the fucking uh, yeah. first verse of Stairway, except the lullaby is in it, the melody isn't as good. <laughs> All good. is found. This right? is, uh, found. I also like Wait, this. I think this Jeff was... should be buzzed for that. Hold on. Let my drunk ass buzz him. Yeah, make sure oh, you hit the right shit, button. I got to reload. Oh, here you go. There, there you go. go. All right. I felt like he has this access was, to the buzzers. I felt like yeah, he does. I set him up. I felt like uh, this was staged more He's like an actual musical, okay, than the previous one. I agree. I agree with that, Dave. Um, both in like structure and staging. And I remember one thing I did, one grievance I had with the first one when we did that episode was I fucking hated Olaf. 
because he was playing it differently mm. to the other characters. This the first time, movie, really? yeah, in the first movie, yeah, he was playing okay. it for comedy. Everyone else was playing it for drama, and I, I didn't like it. Comical. It was, it was like grating. This time, but that's his point. <laughs> yeah, this this time, everyone had their little quirks and their little fun things, and Olaf blended a lot more. Dude, the Frozen recap by Olaf when he he quickly has to recap what happened in the first movie is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I it agree. was comedy and gold. Great cinematography in there too. And I will yeah. say, it also matters that Frozen One was such a sensation that I feel like it would be cheap in other circumstances. But when you go to the theater and there's kids, and honestly, the kids' younger siblings are now going to the movie. I you have to. So anybody out there was like, I can't believe they're doing this. Sorry to cut you up, Dave, but I do feel like. It's important to know when this came out. This is five years after the six years after the first six Frozen. years, yeah. So, like, I think it, I think they they had to do that. This took, they did this, it well. this movie took seventy five animators four years to make. Ooh, damn, damn, it's a lot of yeah. pictures. I guess I shouldn't have pooped on it so quickly. <laughs> yeah, you don't care about yeah, their think? hard work and labor, Mark. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. Sorry, David. Cut you I off. was admitting to a wrong. But Dave, yeah. keep, but Dave, keep, keep, keep I give going. A fuck. Keep, keep going, because like Olaf's, for instance, he stopped telling jokes about halfway through the movie. He wasn't funny anymore. So, so what? Yeah, what then he, then he got fucking endgamed, murdered. <laughs> no, he got def- fucking in, Thanos. In Thanos fucking snapped him out of existence. It's like true. near the end of this movie. Yeah, but somebody can snap That him was right so back. unnecessary. It, by it the way, was because everyone fucking knew he was a merch tool, so he's coming back. Yeah. That's fair. That's a fair. <laughs> it's a merch tool. Yeah, but you're I, gonna kill Baby say... Yoda in season two. <laughs> <laughs> fucking merch tool. Oh god. Yeah. Heard. All right, let's go. Keep going. Uh, um, <laughs> I do love with these films, and they are still doing it. Even like Pixar started. I think Pixar started doing it. Disney Animation is doing it as well. Like, there's little character quirks they add. And you can tell it's like the animators kind of threw that in. They went, yeah, that's funny. Because like they, they were allowed to contribute to a certain amount. I feel like some of the stuff in like the opening song when they're walking through the town and it's like uh, you get like the, the guy with the painting the tree and someone comes up and cuts the fucking tree down and he hasn't finished <laughs> right. his painting and then they get in a fight. I'm like, that is something a fucking animator suggested or just made. Right. And they, they were like, yeah, keep that in. But I, I love when they give like the animators that level of had a boner freedom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the rest of anything I would say would be geeking out of the fucking tech in this. Uh, I did I did really enjoy the storyline, even though yeah, you're right. Like well, as I said earlier, it's very Fifth Element, and like there's no big surprises in the story, really. It's also kind of doesn't it feel like half a story because it ends with her going to that fucking island. So it's not even really a complete movie. No, they. I think I feel like they got where they needed to go for this one. <laughs> yeah, like this. This. This was about her finding the source of her power and establishing the source of her power and right. stuff like that. And Ugh. I feel like they got where they needed to go for that. Like we'll, it's we'll not. Go back to Arthur kids Holland are gonna. Yeah, kids. We're coming back into part three. Kids are gonna tune out if you try and like cram too much in there. John. <laughs> you know they're gonna get up and go and piss without pressing pause and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. yeah, John. They're gonna yeah. watch the sing-along version with the Santa Clauses in commercial <laughs> John, I, uh, I, um, there are definitely some undeniable like dopamine hits, like the visuals yeah. and the you know. There's some good music uh, resolves that like were undeniable. Where like I felt some good feelings like happen when when they wanted me to feel like really moved. 
Um, but I, I didn't, it just didn't, I don't know. It didn't really get me. I wasn't like super excited uh, to watch this. I'm being honest. Like, yeah, we know uh, we got the text. Yeah, no, you don't have to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <with us. laughs> yeah. Well, well, I was going into it. Like uh, I Mark, just so you know, like I really didn't want to have you back on to do this episode. Cause I did not want to watch frozen two. Like they've asked me for months and I just kept being like, I don't want to do that though. Like send one for something else. Like I don't, I do not want to watch this movie. Conan, yes, this absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely. 2019 did get randomly um, generated, which was your idea. So you did this to yourself, motherfucker. You wanted the random year generator in full 2019. I know, I know, I know, I know. I um, okay. So I love I, watching John struggle to say yeah, something. Frozen, nice Frozen Two is my petty revenge positive. for the, it's my petty petty revenge for the random year generator. <laughs> yeah, I Jeff, I think I think most of it is what you were saying, which I still think that's true for a lot of songs in Frozen One. But yeah. um, look, I am not hating on contemporary music theater, but even when I was immersed in that world of music theater, I was a a Sondheim snob. I longed, I thought that pop music theater was going into something that was much more hypey. Let's just hear our voices sing. Isn't it fun to sing? And let's sing as high as we can possibly sing. Then it was That's about like retitative and storytelling, you know, and songs <laughs> really being character driven uh, and not so <laughs> pop chorus driven. And I think that like, I had no fun listening to any of this music. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, like Buzzman, not even we will. Known. Didn't this movie feel like it was tr trying to recapture the glory of the first one, but then like face planted? I'll buzz myself. But not even. I'm, no, surprised, I guess so. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised Into the Unknown didn't get you because it happens early in this movie. It happened early. I was surprised that Elsa's big number Maybe. happened early. Uh, this might sound kind of weird too, but like um, Adina Menzel has a a voice that I've never really liked very much like it's just no, an instrument not, she's a good singer and i don't really i just don't it's just oh, never really been something fuck just buzz me <laughs> that's not too crazy mark missed that's something i've never really responded to in the same way i think a lot of other people do but this one i've noticed really specifically like i just didn't buy that that voice was coming out of like a woman who's supposed to be that age and look like that and i know she's like, not a real <laughs> character but like it just didn't so much right. get, get I was getting, <laughs> no i was getting the feeling that they were supposed to be like 20 yeah 21 like they're still supposed to be like young princesses yeah college. and Kristen bell just has a higher i know <laughs> i don't want to get into the weeds there but i i did not buy it coming out of her mouth it, it doesn't matter i don't care about that um no i didn't like any of the music and i think that was probably like i don't know if you could possibly like this movie and not like any of the music so like every Fair. time somebody started singing i just felt like i was about to watch another as you say like hype song and then it just kept happening like the, every now and then there were some moments where again like even though i i stand by what i said i wasn't enjoying it i still felt the dopamine rushes sometimes it yeah. would line up and undeniably with the visuals be a really powerful moment yeah. and I, I think it's also undeniable that like this story and all these stories seem to be about like her power and like the power within and of course sometimes it worked and there were moments where you're just really moved by her eliciting that power and recognizing it and and when her sister helps her find it and look they're still there but um i just thought that this was let me put it this way i think and i still think i haven't it's not like i watch animated films all the time but i still think the movies from the second golden age of disney uh muppet movies the first golden age of disney um 
some of uh, what uh, uh, Donald Bluth films when he's at his best, there are like two levels to those films. Children can enjoy them and adults can find a maturity in them. And this movie is lacking the latter for me. I feel like there's a lot of like dumbed down storytelling and it almost feels like it's aimed at like a very silly four to seven year old range of child. And I'm sure that's probably more like 10 or 11 year old range. I feel like this. Um, I feel like this was specifically aimed at the kids who saw and loved Frozen One. Now they're just a tight older. I think it's for their kid, their, Maybe, their younger but siblings. Don't you? Don't, That's what I think. But all right, don't you think that those kids? And I know this is magic. And like I was already like kind of like over this by the time we got here. But like this is kind of exactly what I'm talking about. When she finally, when that bre- when that dam breaks, story, you know, sto- spoiler. But when oh, the dam breaks, spoiler. I was like, I wasn't like. I didn't care anymore, but the dam broke and like all this water is rushing and it's gorgeous. You didn't care about and, all the people you know, that died as a I, result I, of I, that? I, I, nope. I thought, well, I thought well, hold on, hold on. They don't fucking die, do they? No. Because here comes Elphaba, not Elphaba, what the fuck Elsa. are you <laughs> Close enough, Elsa. close enough, but yeah, you know. the same fucking character. Yeah. Here comes, here comes the same character. Elphasa. Right? Oh. Yeah. She comes out and like, this is exactly Elsa-ba. what I'm talking about. I don't know. She rides her magic sea unicorn and it's like undeniably moving. She, you know, it's going to happen. You know, she's going to come back to life. I was still moved. She gets to the front of the break of the wave. I was still moved. She puts up the ice block and I was like, wow, this is like, I don't care. And this is like so cheap and, and I'm not enjoying it, but I'm moved. It's, it's succeeding. <laughs> and then the water doesn't, then, then the water doesn't exist physically. That's, that really, really, really bothered me. But it didn't flood. Where the, the like, fuck Arendelle? did the water go? Yes, where did it had yeah. to go somewhere? Also, those yeah, people were just all like, the creatures the ocean, underground. Like, yeah. Also, those I mean, people were just chilling so wait, in the cold so for like a week. That that bothered you, but the fact that Elsa gets the power of ice and Anna gets the power of domestic terrorism, like domestic <laughs> terrorism is a Elsa. Power. Elsa had the power of ice. Dave, okay, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm with you, John. Yeah. Here, here's so what anyway. here, here's what I'll say to, to go off of that. <laughs> I would say Lost in the Woods is one of the worst songs ever written by true. Disney. Well, and here's here's why. Here's why. This, this is the this is the Kristoff song. It was John. Tell me, John, you're gonna relate to this. I said this to, to Angela, and she laughed. That song was supposed to be an '80s rock ballad, but it was actually a musical theater song that was wink winking at the '80s so hard that it was so obviously written for musical theater majors to sing for their parents at parents' weekend. <laughs> Which is, and Jeff, if I had to, you tell me, but like, if I had to diagnose what is happening with contemporary music theater, it's that. It's almost like they're playing. It's not an 80s song. It was a musical theater yeah. song that only musical theater people like. Whereas the first musical, at least, at, at least it was able to transcend genre. Like they didn't have they, the genre of what, you know, um, First Time in Forever and, and all of those songs, Reindeer Are Better Than People, all those songs, you know, hmm. anyway. This right, movie you, you should. Guys talk, you guys keep talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna run off and pee, and then we're. I have to pee too. Out. This is so I'm funny. Dave, get the fuck out of here. About Dave's not gonna hear my. Okay, this movie should have been better than Frozen One. I'm gonna say it again. This movie should have been better than the first Frozen movie. I think. What do you, why am I getting buzzed for that? <laughs> the setup to me was really good, with the exception of the fact that the mom's song, the melody, wasn't the right set of notes again it could have been the first versus stairway instead it was like a really good a lot of good words and it was like the melody couldn't find its way and then all of a sudden it modulated the key it went from minor to major and then it was like but we didn't establish what the minor key was 
the minor key melody never established and then we're in the major all of a sudden it was like it wasn't exactly um somewhere by the beatles which all of a sudden it was like the perfect modulation and now we're in the major key mm. it, no it wasn't that it was no okay anyway i, I wish think, i knew about music theory <laughs> i think <laughs> i'm glad dave's gone so mark is just here blurry and just ready to buzz this is great I think Into the Unknown <laughs> is the best song in the Frozen 2 movies because it's really hard to pull off a plot in which the main character causes the problem and then has to solve it. And I know the first Frozen movie sort of does that, but also the plot is sort of inevitable at the same time. And so, it, you know, because there's an ice shortage where they sell ice for a living, it's a really difficult plot. There's not an ice shortage. Anyway, whatever. It's so cold in a place that makes their money exporting ice. And apparently that's, that's for leaving. <laughs> Sorry. Dave, I'm still in my setup. Dave's back. So anyway, I think the big plot hole of, of Frozen 1 is the stones. I don't think they talk about enough. And also, they're mad that it's cold, even though their number one living is exporting ice. It seems like and it's, it's a cold thing. Frozen. It's the opposite of global warming. <laughs> they, they should love when it's freezing because they can sell ice more. <laughs> it's like, anyway. Um, <laughs> in this movie... They, they write that wrong in a weird way where it's like, yeah, like it's inevitable that the, the elements are gonna, uh, uh, you know, we, we know that eventually, but at the same time, Elsa also has to think it's her fault. And I think Into the Unknown, where she can't fight this little feeling, I think the way she starts out with the speak singing, I can hear you, but I don't. I think it starts out really well. And then it bursts into the Into the Unknown from the DSRA, like the death comes to life. Also, it's her mom who's dead. DSERA is a death theme from Requiems. It's like, it's brilliant into the unknown. And then it ends, the song ends with the elements falling down and then everything erupts and it's Elsa's fault and she needs to solve it. And I think they, they figured that out well and that's a tough problem to have. And that I think is the last song that begins and ends differently. None of the other songs begin and end differently. So we already talked about that. I think the Olaf song mm. is really fun and I think Olaf's really funny. But it's also just kind of calling awareness to what's already going on. So the song itself is probably too, it's either too early or it's not necessary enough, except to be fun and funny. Yeah, I think that, Show Yourself is the, the song. That Olaf song had a feel of an act two opener. Show Yourself, I'm just, just jump ahead a little bit because I'm just trying to make a grand point that we can talk more about this. Show Yourself, the Elsa song where she's finally there. She's already there. <laughs> we don't need her to sing about how she's excited to be there. She's already there. And so she's sitting there, Show Yourself. And it's like, yeah, that's why you went there. You went there to find this thing. And then it's like, okay, I guess she needs to say show yourself. And the, oh, and then now the spirit will show itself because she says show yourself. That's usually a song. No, nah, Mark point, will stand up in his trench coat. That is usually written <laughs> for the musical. Okay. They, they usually add that song for the musical where it's like, okay, we have a perfect 90 minutes, but we need to add an hour. Okay, show yourself. Here's another song. Great. We didn't need that song. But I think the real problem here, and we can un unpack this over we can unpack this over time. Because again, I think this movie should have been better than Frozen One. I think there's good stuff in there. I think it should have been more complex big, than Frozen that's One. That's it. The two big reasons are it really dumbed well, the it plot, down. The plot okay. This, Even though this the is audience it. is older, it still dumped it down. Let me finish let me, let me to finish my point. <laughs> not just to keep talking about the songs. The parents are the parents in Dune. The dad is the general with the legacy and the family history that's connected to the earth and the legacy of the land. And the mom is magic, who's from this other ethereal tribe. And then that's why Elsa has her powers. And that's brilliant. 
That is so good. That's so good. It's also awkward, the parents man. barely matter Sorry. in this movie. They get thrown off to the side, and I know that they're the fifth element. I know that's all that kind of shit. But at the same time, it's not. It's mostly about two sisters bumbling around in the woods. You know what I mean? It's like it's not. It's not quite enough. <laughs> that's the tag. But I think I think the real two I think sisters I think bumbling in the woods. The real problem with this I movie. Mean, so is the witch. The real problem with this movie is that it's so Elsa centric that it has the 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 Stranger Things problem and that Eleven's powers are so good and they at least make Dusty go to space camp so that he can hack the Russians which is ridiculous but at least it gives him a purpose but it's like Will doesn't have a purpose Mike doesn't have a purpose they don't have a purpose anymore so it's like what the fuck is the point they, they, we have to drum up storylines just to make them relevant Kristoff proposing to Anna and Anna running away because she keeps trying to figure out what her purpose is she becomes the queen we have this through line the whole time. She is the heiress here. Elsa's powers aren't important to ruling the land. We have Elsa the whole, I mean, we have Anna the whole time. She's a leader. She is empathetic. Her empathy is what brings everybody together. No, they fucked that up because they're so fucking obsessed with Elsa and her powers mm. that Anna just becomes somebody running away from Kristoff and running towards your sister being like, give me a job. Your job is to become the fucking future queen because you're the heir of these two amazing people and Elsa's powers make her unworthy and they fuck Didn't it up. And then they just all of a sudden make her the queen and it's like, okay, but they missed the through line. I feel like they yada yada her way to the queen and I think that could have made this movie better than Frozen 1. That's what I think. Didn't didn't Elsa feel almost like a side character? I felt like she Elsa? wasn't like or the whatever Anna? the one with the frozen powers are. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Elsa. The one with the powers, whatever. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm drunk. Okay, no, but, but this anyway. is a good point because because <laughs> shit. Now I'm gonna be more drunk. No, because what it does is it means that these other things they're talking about are just less important than Elsa's, who they throw off to the side anyway. So the things we're watching aren't as important as the fact that the ice princess is the only one that can save us and they're throwing her off to the side. They're trying so hard to make this plot work and they just can't figure it out. Yeah, I agree. I agree with a you, man. I think, it's a, I, think it's a, I think it's definitely a little bit of the, the Superman issue. Like, I don't think Elsa learned anything about herself internally in this one that she didn't learn in the first one. Um, Just like it really was more external, like she is the fifth element and like i guess that gave her some peace but i don't think she learned anything about herself she didn't know uh i did like the song the next right thing when Kristen bell kind of like goes from her rock bottom to her realizing yeah. all i, I kind of like the messaging there but um yeah but you know yeah you, I, I know I, you you don't like songs where somebody says here is where i am and there is where i need to be you don't love songs that you do that usually why is this the one that that I, you like I thought the first chorus, she didn't state it in the at the beginning of the of the uh, of the verse in the beginning. She ah. didn't state that all I can do is until she got to like the second verse or something. I don't know, man. I don't know. I was just trying to find something to enjoy. <laughs> I, I liked it. How long did how long did it, I, I just I blacked out? How long did I talk about not liking this movie? Because I like this movie. I just blacked out. Uh, it was about it's about forty two <laughs> minutes. It came off like you. Yeah. I think it came off like you liked it. You you made it clear that you thought that there was a lot of potential. Fro Olaf was so funny. Why did they why did they tell him he can't be funny anymore? He was so funny in the first like 30 minutes. You are older and thus all-knowing. I mean, come on, that's fun. Mm -hmm. Why did they decide he can't yeah. be funny anymore? I do want to just well, just quickly, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. touched a lot on the story, but not a lot on the technical achievements. But uh like <laughs> I, I pointed out, it was 75 animators over four years. It took them eight months just to get the water horse right. <laughs> Yeah, Lord, the Lord of the of Rings horse that just arrives out of nowhere. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> the beach scene where she's facing the waves. 
uh, the mm-hmm. scene where they show the waves breaking, they actually had to turn the simulation down. Um, cool. And it was to the point you made in our Frozen episode, John. AI is too it, powerful. It was like, no, no, it was the, the simulation looked too real. So they turned the settings oh, wow. down to make it look <laughs> uh, more cartoony. Damn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not often you have cool. to turn your settings down. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, it's, it was just, yeah, that, the, just the achievement of like the costuming, the wet shaders. Oh my God. The wet material shaders. Like as someone who's tried to create shaders and, and, no, and by no means on the level of those guys, just the fact that you could identify when material was wet because it fell in a different way. Like little things like that. I appreciate it for the, the tech. I'm not, I mean, they contribute to the movie when <laughs> they contribute to the movie when you like appreciate it for its technological value. It doesn't necessarily contribute to the story or anything like that. So if there's problems in the story, none of this is going to work. But Jeff kind of made a good point. I think I am. Well, I don't know, Mark. You said you felt like Elsa was kind of like a side character, but I'm going to be honest. I don't really remember the actual like beat to beat plot of the first one but i think i remember enough about her like kind of finding it's okay that she has her powers and that there's nothing wrong with her and stuff well that's okay um, part of all have summed up the beat to beat plot in the second movie <laughs> okay i i do wonder if uh i do wonder if this would have been more enjoyable for me if she if anna had really been the protagonist the whole time as opposed to kind of like their equal parts two-hander or maybe even that Elsa still gets a lot of limelight and it turns out to be you know Anna really gets some focus because there's just something about there's just something about your your lead character or one of your lead characters being all powerful that is just incredibly not compelling to me and I think that really swept the world because they did a good job in the first one of like, you know, this female character finding her power within, hurting people with it, and then realizing power, responsibility, I'm not going to do that. I want to embrace my family and love myself and not kill everybody. But for this one, it, I don't know. I did kind of turn into one of those things where like, um, I'm just I'm just never going to be as interested in the character that is flawless uh, externally. And I don't know. I mean, I, for me, Jeff, when she got, and I know I'm not a seven-year-old, so I, I don't expect that a kid would have watched this differently. Of course they would have. I, I think I would have watched it differently if I was with a child. But by the time she got to the end of Into the Unknown and she hit all the elements, I could have turned the movie off because I knew what it was about. I, but I don't know. I still think there was yeah. more to discover. And I like the fifth <laughs> element idea. Did you guys like the idea? Well, did you guys like the fifth element idea? I was like, it's like it's a, it's a fucking rehash. I was like, though. oh, like, come on. We've seen this before. But, but it's still confusing because is the fifth element her? Is it her mom? Is it the bridge between dead and living? I feel like it's I guess still... we'll find out in the third movie. Yeah. That's the I problem. Liked it's it's like, Jeff, you know, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's not really a complete story because it feels like no, that no, no, third no, 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 movie. No, no. I, did, I, did, I did like the I'm like, put, No, I'm going to. We're all talking. I'm going to push against this very hard. I think this is another one of the spoon feeding, not maturity kind of stories. I was convinced that they were going to rescue themselves from this very mediocre, predictable tale by her not being the fifth element because it was so foreshadowed and that it was not going to be you have complete control because that's what they gave her at the end of this. She's had absolute power, absolute control. Like Napoleon, which were... we talked about in the first step. Or the of Emperor in Star Wars. They were... 
All right, all right, all right, all right. I thought they were going to bait and switch us, and I was like, this is, you know, I'm waiting for it to happen, but this is actually going to be good. The all-powerful person is actually not all-powerful, and she's going to have to learn to yield to the fact that she doesn't have control over her reality. Anna being the king, yeah, exactly. I feel, I, feel I thought like, actually I thought I, it was no, Anna. I, no, Anna no, would be the fifth. I'll, I'll I agree. Thought it would be Anna as the fifth element, no, just I'm, to like throw monkey wrench into things. I will agree and then that in the next movie yeah. they're both powerful and they can team up and do shit together. Well, well, if Anna has, if Anna Anna has powers be, or not. Yeah. Wait. So what were you saying, John? To finish it out, what was, what was the wait? Hold on, really quick to, to to clarify. What was the end of the bait and switch? You thought they were going to switch it to what? I thought we were going to have the entire sequence basically when she gets to that glacier yeah. and we were going to get all the way up to where she was going to literally be like inside the four elements. And I was like, and right at that moment, they were going to somehow pull the rug out and she was not going to be the fifth element. And there was going to be some thing now in her life that was more powerful than her that she would have to yield to. And it was going to be a story about even the most powerful people don't have complete control over their life. And that, that's why we need help from our friends and our family. But they didn't. I want to see they John's version to... of the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's they true, though. Exactly, that actually is really cool. I mean, they did exactly what was foreshadowed from the beginning with no surprise. I'm, and I'm, again, this is like another good example. I was still moved, even though I was like, I didn't know Elsa could do that when she like sent up her magic power and it formed a sculpture mm-hmm. for Anna. I, whatever. That's cool. Well, let's get past well, that. that. Was I was, I was they hinted moved. it. They hinted it. They hinted it. <laughs> okay. I was still moved by that. Water is so frustrated story wise. Even though I was frustrated by the story, I was uh, I was moved by that part. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that they missed a gigantic opportunity to teach children that uh, nobody is all powerful. Even if the most powerful need help from their friends, just like Marvel and DC this. try to do all the time with their most powerful superheroes, it's fucking bullshit. Super, Superman can throw a continent into the universe, and Elsa can fucking kill everybody she comes in contact with. It, it, so I used to say this when I taught because she's movies. the fifth element. We, I, I'm we, the third. Heat. We used to do environments. Tracy Morgan. <laughs> I'm the eldest boy. They used to say. Um, the kids would be like, oh, like, hey, we're in a frozen environment. They'd be like, I'm Elsa, I'm Elsa. I'm like, you're Elsa? Yeah, she has powers. And I was like, what about Anna? Oh, what about Anna? And it's like, she has friends. These kids, they all wanted to be Elsa. And I was like, don't you want a friend, though? And they, they couldn't even, they couldn't even give Elsa, like, her lover. Like, she was right there. Come on, we know, we know. Us adults, we know. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what's weird? It feels like they give Anna a lot and they give Elsa just like you're alone and you have powers. But they gave her this person. And They're like, you know that like, you know that we have to get through the censorship in China. The same so. shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You I'm guys. not sure where Jeff's going. I'm sorry, with I said that, that like, to Mark. Should... <laughs> I mean, they, they, they were eye fucking each other. Come on, you, you come on. It's it's not. This is not just me saying this now. This is common knowledge. I, I, wait, are you talking about the sisters? No, the the girl, the girl <laughs> making the fire in the fucking. The, one of the Northaldral people was like, hey, uh, I think you should um, go up north if you know what I'm saying. Wink, wink. <laughs> or you can go down <laughs> south, too. <laughs> ah, By the way, I, I, I agree with John. A lot of the movie felt like so predictable. It was like the setups I will, were basically I will absolutely give you that you point. the future point would be. give you that be. point. You know what it was? So it's predictable it's as like, fuck. Like even you know the whole, the by the way, was? even the whole thing with the dam and then her family being actually eat, her grandfather building this dam as a total bullshit region, a reason to like fuck over like 
the native populace. It's like that was so predictable. I mean, you knew well, that was going to happen. Yeah, uh, straight up. Like as soon as they go, well, we don't know what caused it. Us bitter old fucks are going, yeah, he caused it. Yeah, but here's the thing. There, by like, the way, you can't use that as an excuse, by the way, because it's these kids are not going to these fucking movies by themselves. There's no way in, uh, some seven-year-old's going to be like, can I get a ticket and go? Fucking parents have to be there. It's like you have to make yeah. the movie for both of them. Incidentally, I, I'd like, commercials. Like, I'd like to commercials. Yeah. Diaper like, commercials aren't for the kids. They're for the fucking moms. I'd like, to, ap- I'd like to apologize history. to all the seven-year-olds listening to our podcast. They're very bad fucking men. Wait, I really, want, I really, we just said, I really want to we, apologize to all the seven-year-olds listening to our podcast too. I mean, oh, by the way, also kids understand complexity. So to, to assume that all that, the kids ding, are just ding, as ding, fucking ding. dumb. And apparently right? your parents don't I know a lot of kids that are a lot more mature than some adults I interact with. So, you know, let them be intelligent and figure shit out. Go off. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that we Sorry. didn't... I know we just did our Ad Astro episode, and I think, Mark, you made the point that it was so refreshing that he felt like he trusted the audience. They, they trusted the audience, and, you know, nothing was super predictable or explained. And again, like, that's based off a really, really wonderful, structured story that is, has worked really well in a lot of adapta- adaptations. But you know, this was uh, this is that maturity thing I was talking about. I I know it's not fair maybe to compare it to to the Hamlet structure of Lion King, like a really amazing other story that this has is not quite it Hamlet. It's so close. But but Hans Christian Andersen is no fucking slouch, True. and I bet you they scurved some corners in his story to make it more what they thought was accessible to children. And I don't think that worked. And here's here I'm going to use this. I'm going to use that movie. Uh, this movie's expression against what we're talking about. My favorite part of this movie, what I do think they did well and they didn't over-explain, that was pure discovery, for me anyway, was the elements. I thought they did a good job of introducing uh, the elements. What do you think of Lizzie the Lizard? The most the characters, yes. And then we when they got molested by the leaves? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Also, to anybody who's listening to this and is like really interested in this, you guys, you have to listen to Show Yourself and then listen to Sarah Bareilles' song Between the Lines. It's in the same key and the first four measures are fucking identical. So I hope they paid Sarah Bareilles well, Disney, um, to do this because it's it's they ripped that song off. I just want everybody to know that. And I completely <laughs> agree. Going back to the elements, the little fire lizard we haven't mentioned yet, but apparently he's going to be an important plot point moving forward. But it's like, it's all there. That's what I'm, that's what I, I'm going to go back to my initial thesis. This should have been better than Frozen 1. It, it was all there. And you know what? Some people were going to be as moved, if not yeah. more moved than Frozen 1. Because even though Frozen 1, I love the idea that true love can be a sister's love. That's true. But you earn that over time. And even when it happens, it's kind of like, thank God it's not Kristoff. You know what I mean? It's not even like, oh, yes, it's sister's love. It's like, fucking thank God it's not Kristoff. Not Kristoff. Sorry, 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 sorry. Not Hans. And this, it's like... I just wish. Sorry, sorry. Just the conceit, the conceit of the first, the conceit of the first movie is that true love can be more than just man and woman. That that's really what this whole uh, thing uh. comes down to is that the, the the familial bond is way more interesting than lovers bond in all Disney movies, and which is basically representative of all children's stories. It's all about man and woman. What mm-hmm. happens if the guy sucks? Right. By that's the way, this, this by, that's the problem with this movie. It became more generic because it's like, oh, now we're just going to do the traditional love story. And it's like, can I go back to, let me go back to my initial point, which I know I rambled on about forever. 
Kristoff's whole storyline is trying to propose to Anna. And yes, he has a couple rescuing moments, which is really interesting. But the whole thing is about proposing to Anna and this whole premise of the Frozen series where true love is not about romantic love. And then you have one of your top three characters and his whole purpose in this movie I, is no, to try to propose to one of the two sisters. See, it seems weird. As someone who's yeah, had agree. as someone who's had the proposal disaster, I I, I want to say Wait, um, wait, wait. I feel what? like that Can was tell uh, us more about oh, we, shit. We went to your wedding. I was yeah. at your wedding. It was no, a fantastic Oh my god, the proposal wedding. was such a fucking disaster because I, I I faked I basically convinced her to go to Europe. Uh because five years before she'd um like said i posted about this bookstore uh, the so she didn't want to go she didn't want to rewatch frozen 2 but she wants her proposal to be aired in our frozen 2 episode yeah it's, it's gonna happen uh <laughs> and uh so basically was she's like i'm either gonna die or be proposed to in this store so i was i was like all right let's you know and what dave buzzed her I'll, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll take it i'll take it i'll take it there and uh yeah i'll kill her and no uh, <laughs> she <laughs> So basically, I took it to what I thought was a was a small backwoods like back street like bookstore, <laughs> and in in Portugal, like and it and uh, it wasn't. It was a major fucking tourist attraction. I had to buy a ticket to my own engagement, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I went in. And I'm like, I'm going to go down the stacks and, you know, I'm not going to do this publicly because, you know, fuck, I've seen what that happens. Because all my friends, when I said I was going to do it, all of my friends showed me fucking those YouTube videos with all the guys that did it publicly and got rejected. And I'm like, well, fuck this shit. I'm not doing that because, like, I'm cured. And so I was going to go in the stacks. But as it turns out, when I walked in there, you can only go in the stacks if you're going to spend 10 grand on a, like a, on a, like a, that's where they keep all the, it's where they keep all the first editions. 10 grand. So oh, like I'm, I'm stuck in this room full of fucking tourists. And it, yeah, it was, it was a total disaster. I'm trying to get her attention. She's then the bookstore. She loves books. you asked them all to sing books. the Northodral song. From yeah, the, anyway. And it, it, it was, it, it took me three goes um, to, to blurt this out. So like I got that gag. Let's just say. Um, yeah. It made me yeah. feel a little sick inside, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, that, I feel like that one was for all the dads. That whole story. I want to come back here. Dave, what you're saying, thank you for telling us your story. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that John and I were not the friends that you called and asked if this proposal is going well or not. I'm sorry that we were not the two of the people. At the same same time. No, you weren't. You'd fuck with me like crazy. You fucking would. I I would have had such a good time because then I'd be in the story forever. Of course, you know us. But at the same time, exactly. You know, it's like, yes, that's exactly right. And and it is true. But this is this Elsa's story? Is it Anna's story? Is it Kristoff's story? It's just, it's just too, it's too muddled. Then it's like, what's the point of this movie? Well, no, they split the threads up. That That's why these things work. When you split the thread, like the only thing is I, I at one point I was thinking, are they going to get back to this like proposal storyline? Because I'm like, they Which haven't dealt the with that in a long in time. But also, like, yeah, yeah. It, was, it disappeared for such it a long time. It could have been. And I think it would have been if they just set the course that Anna was starting to accept the fact that she was going to be the queen. That when Elsa disappeared, Mark, back to your... This is so great. I'm playing the greatest hats. I'm going backwards. I love this. Mark, Elsa was sidelined. Exactly. And Anna is right there in the fucking middle. And Anna could have sat there and said, well, Elsa's gone, but don't worry, people. I am also the daughter of someone who brought the Northaldral. I don't know these people. The Northaldral and the 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 Arendelle people together, and so I will be in the middle and come here. And then all of a sudden, she earned her keep. You know what I mean? Like I feel like, and then all of a sudden, later we find out that she actually was one of the Benedictory 
That's a Dune reference. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Dune reference, right? Did the, uh, did the water not bother you guys? <laughs> no, the water didn't like... bother us, John. What did bother me is where it was it a. Go? What bothered me is that it was a Ghostbusters movie <laughs> where all of a sudden they were in like. the fucking and, sea. By the way, the whole there's. The kingdom um, borders on the sea. By the way, there's earth giants who aren't exactly the same as the earth that fucked you up in the first place. But there's big earth giant people who should never be yeah. in the south. Oh my god, they're in the south. Don't worry about them. Oh my god, you found them. Oh my god, there they are. Like those everything happens so easily in this movie. It's like, oh, here's the solution. I just resurrect these or wake up these right. like big giants. Right. They smash the dam. Domestic solved. terrorism. Yeah. Yeah. Domestic terrorism. But the other thing, you know what? It's you know what? It's hard to say. Domestic I mean, it was terrorism. A, it was an, an it was an entertaining movie, and it yes. does look good technically. Yes. Yes. However, I have to say though, because I didn't just watch this movie. I've seen Pixar movies. I've seen the Shrek series, where they handle a lot of these topics, and they do it, and they can make it a movie that's for adults and kids simultaneously and this movie doesn't do it this movie just feels like it's just for I should, kids i should say this again though because people are going to listen to this podcast who were moved there are people who are moved by olaf's death there are people who are moved by anna trying bumbling around the forest yeah but you know he's going to come back immediately so it has no impact you know what i there mean there are there are people mm, ah crap <laughs> there are people who are moved watching this and 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 their movement is validated yeah, I had a bowel movement. No, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm, I, I'm I was, sure children. Here's there are moments that, that there are so many moments wait, in wait, this. Wait. This is, I think, this is the big thing with the first movies that are in this movie is different. There are so many moments that are moving in this movie. Me too. Even Olaf's death is moving, even though. We, by the time, like all of a sudden, they're like, he's not allowed to be funny anymore. Well, I, I don't even I feel know who like this Peter Parker is. did it better because I feel like if I'm dying, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack a joke. I'm gonna crack a joke. If did I'm you dying. buzz yourself? Yeah. Dave? If I'm dying in your arms, guys, I deserve. I'm gonna it. crack a, I'm gonna crack a joke. <laughs> the Olaf was not allowed to tell it. So there's things like that, but it it is moving. It's all there. Jeff, all the pieces. Jeff, are if there. you're dying in my arms, my hands are around your fucking neck. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I'm just dying in your arms tonight. John, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that got really dark. Mark, welcome back to I the show. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Here's another barometer for what makes a good kids movie. Could you? This have is this the time. Played? This is the time to tell everyone. Sorry, go ahead, John. Could you could you have this movie on repeat in your living room because your children are obsessed no. with it? <laughs> by be and be annoyed because it's just not that good and the songs aren't that great. Or be have it on repeat and be one of those parents who's like, oh God, they play it all the fucking time, but at least it's a great movie. You know, like the songs are really good. You know, like you would I probably think- say for, you know, a lot of the golden age stuff or or a Pixar movie that's on repeat and it's annoying, but my God, the characters are funny and it's it's easy to watch just because it more all fits together so well. More people say that than not. I bet you more parents wash the dishes. Wash the dishes. Well, I don't want to say that. Oh, rain just fucking smashed. I don't know if you can hear that because Dave has a good filter. Dave's a really oh. good engineer. I think you more people drunk in your voice right now. I think more people than not are gonna say that was a good movie because they're in the middle of washing the dishes and they yada yada all the scenes in between. That's what I think. Yeah, and of course, you know. I mean, this, we're going to put this caveat out here. Like, 
of course this is extremely impressive like you know they a lot of time and a lot of money and really 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 talented people worked on this for a very very yes. long time but by the way can i say but, guys have you seen but, you've probably seen better animation though um, <laughs> yeah i don't know Carry on, i don't John. watch a lot of animated movies anymore no i was just gonna say you know i think i think because of that though i don't know you know we tend to expect the most you know the best the premier storytelling and you hear about companies like disney and you know, brain trust at pixar <laughs> and stuff and just like how they seem to unlike a lot of the other uh, live action development um productions uh, production companies and like the culture of development and live action these animated houses seem they have put a lot of stock into it they're really really good at developing their product and not green lighting stuff because they're able, just the nature of animating. You develop, you change your script, you do gentle storyboarding or, or you know, some kind of uh, animatics. And you basically are able to watch your movie before you really put all your labor into it. They have this like luxury of being able to do that if you have the money. They have the money, they have yeah. the time. Mm. So I think that's the only reason why when we know that you have the ability, unlike live action, you're not really rolling the dice in the same way. We expect you to be yeah, almost fucking perfect. Like the low, and, the low res. You know, well, if you're going to charge everyone animatics. close to thirty dollars, you better make a goddamn good movie. Seriously, <laughs> you're demanding <laughs> I two mean, hours of people's life, not in commute, including the commute time. I want a fucking good movie, not some middle of the road shit. If you're the top of your game, you're the biggest <laughs> studio. You got all this fucking money. I don't want to see money. some generic shit that I've seen before rehashed. I want to see something new. I better be damn well better be good because you're wasting my Mark, life if it sucks. Mark, I think you and I are in the minority though. I feel like I've heard when all this shit was happening and Frozen was coming out and I just I I just don't watch animation very much anymore, especially like child's animation. I'm not judging it. I just I just don't do it. So I but I hear people who talk about these movies all the time and I thought I heard that a lot of people actually liked this one more than the first one. I did. I thought that was what I've I was heard that, I've heard that I did. I, I'm not as invested in the musicality of it. Um, so that was a bonus for me. The I thought the story built nicely. I, I enjoyed this more than the first one. Let me let me put it this way. That's wild to hear, but I get it at the same time. If I was on a desert island and all I had were these two movies, I don't think I would be like, oh, I would kill myself. <laughs> I don't think I no, I don't think I would. I think they're entertaining. I think they're still there's still a lot to have fun with and enjoy. But when you do have, like, when we do know what can be achieved, yeah. really, really excellent. When a, uh, when a boat turns up with a Criterion collection. You know what the <laughs> problem is? I saw Ad Astra first and then watched this movie. And I was like, here's a mature, <laughs> great movie that deals with things that I'm going through and other people are experiencing and you're learning something new and it's positive. This was a movie that was like, I'm sorry, it's half a movie because it doesn't conclude really because she goes off to where? I don't want to be thinking about that shit. I want a full movie. <laughs> Listen, you're really mad about her writing off. Think, no, no, the, just think about it. Think about it. Okay, this way. Like, stop. No, We're no, never going to be on top wait, of this episode. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait. For any movie though that just ends like that, your your audience is sitting through tons of ads. They've driven there. They may have a shitty audience. I want the best fucking movie on the screen because that's what these people are there for. You're at the top of your game to make good shit. Like, I why know, are we getting mediocre stuff? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait. We didn't talk about this, but she becomes uh, Elsa the White. Yes. Doesn't she? Yes. What a racist. Yeah, she really does. Like, comes back from death, like Gandalf. Yeah. And, like, yeah. it's like a new Elsa. Yeah. Like, 
her new dress and her new hair. That's true. That yeah. is and nothing new. new. And transforms the horse too. So hold on, wait. The unicorn this horse might be kind of thing. This is yeah. no, This is this is bringing this is bringing me to a point. In Tolkien's letters to C.S. Lewis, when they're they're debating like the the power and pros and cons basically of secondary world storytelling, fantasy storytelling, and I think there might be something here that by by setting her up as such a strong protagonist in the first one, and then like kind of being forced to still have her have a lot of coverage. I think what's so exciting about Lord of the Rings is that the magical characters end up being further and further and further in the background as the story progresses. It starts to become, it's not about the magic. You can't rely on that. You can only rely on the magic of fellowship and like coming together. And I'm not saying they don't do this, but Hmm. there's a little bit of like, I kind of wish they would have gone full bore and we maybe would have not seen what she did inside that glacier. Like, By the way, away from it. Oh, Tolkien okay, also it. Tolkien also developed his own language, though, and he also made sure that the hobbits, when they were walking, could only go certain distances because he designed the maps and knew. This movie did nothing of that, and there's no, no attention to that type to of detail. That. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe she should have been more of a sage, a wizard, than you know a protagonist. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, still I, just I, I, I feel like we can. I feel so. like we can wrap this up, and it's it's three to one against. <laughs> Everybody, go watch Frozen Two and tell us what you think. I yeah. saw this so with someone. Come at these very, guys. I saw this with someone who was very moved by the movie, and I was almost as well. So, like you know, it's like you're gashing me. <laughs> I should never into the unknown. This into the unknown is so <laughs> good. I think Into the Unknown is so good. I think Into the Unknown sets this movie up to be better than Frozen One. That's what I think. I cannot stand the chorus <laughs> to that song, Jeff. <laughs> it's, that it's place three... where every girl in music theater wants to just scream uh, somewhere between C <laughs> but and But that, 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 that doesn't mean that somebody who's good at it won't make it amazing, you know? Come on. <laughs> that, and by the way, that Panic at the Disco version that came on yeah, with yeah, the yeah. credits. <laughs> yeah. That guy is fucking, that is the highest. He's good, right? I've seen him, <laughs> I've seen him live. He, he does backflips and shit. He's short. He usually gets shirtless. He does backflips, and then you forget he's five four afterwards. It's really wild. He's great. This is crazy. Brandon it's a very high song. Yeah, but uh, okay. yeah, I, I don't know. I just want to. Yeah. I just want to point. We're we're up to Frozen like two. the end of Frozen two. Yeah. And every single person has more buzzers than me. I'm so drunk. Every, yeah, shut like, up. Damn. I have the lot. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Dave. <laughs> shut up, Dave. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> Okay, so love hearing about you proposing to your wife, Mark. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jeff. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> How can you go fuck yourself? Let too. me count the ways. I literally mentioned her. I mentioned her at Thanksgiving, and here I am, like taking a drink because of this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I also and, want to say, uh, um, Mark, Mark's episode of uh, Conan the Barbarian, where he uh, managed to rack up the oh, most such a good the most buzzers ever on, held on our show, was a total of fifty-five. We just hit Whoa. eighty-one. What? Fifty-five? That's it? That's I am so sorry, film fans. That must be terrible to listen to. No, trust me. The buzzer is back. The buzzer is back in the mix. I'm sorry oh that we God. postponed our what you've been watching to this. Jeff episode. has alcohol poisoning. I think I do. 
I'm about to call my significant other. I should just apologize and say I need to meet pie and some Anything I'm about to say. Enough of Frozen 2, people. We talked about it for a fucking hour. It's time to move on. Frozen 2, next week on the podcast, we're talking because we're doing the random year generator. People, we're talking about the year 2007, which is one of the best movie years of all time. We'll talk more about Holy that shit, you year. Got that right. Uh. <laughs> okay, somebody, somebody we, else we used to have We used to have in our apartment when Dave, John, and I lived together, a giant poster of Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood right above our couch. But we're not talking about There Will Be Blood, which came out in 2007, or... Nope. Lavian Rose, or No Country <laughs> for Old Men, or Atonement. I, 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 I'm going to have to edit or, this out anyway. <laughs> or Into the Wild, or any of these other movies that can be. We were talking about. Fast. No, Dave, come on. That's two peas in the same episode. He's our oh, wait, engineer. He just gave me the middle finger. Are you fucking kidding me? We lost everybody. We're talking about Zodiac. David Fincher's Zodiac. That's right. I can only imagine how many takes. He made to get this movie. We're talking about Zodiac next year, next week, 2007. Can't wait to talk about it. John, we have reached that final segment watching? of our episode. All right. Talk about I've what been you've waiting been to talk to you. What, 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 what you've watched... been watching? You, you can tell me. Mark and Matt I... will listen to it on the um, re-listen. Yeah, they don't, have, as they don't have to listen. They don't, they don't have to listen. Okay, they won't. I watched uh, The Crown. I caught up and watched all four episodes. Hey, Do you agree with me? Shut up. Mark is listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. That that shows. I I love that show. The paparazzi I shit fucked you up, a, right? Uh, which one? The paparazzi. I mean, yeah, they did a really, really, really good job. And actually, when you you know when you were describing it, it kind of put a, a technical expectation in my mind of a lot more like a really, really tight, like claustrophobic camera work. And and it wasn't that. It still created the sensation that you're talking about. It feels very visceral. You feel what, I'm not what they're film going school, through. So, you know. Okay. No, 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 okay. no, no. It just, it just. It, I just thought it was great that they achieved that differently than kind of what was in my mind going into it. Um, and it's all you know about her for sure. Um, and what I thought was a really, I I really enjoyed this. And I could see some people saying, oh, but it's not really as much about the queen and the crown. And but I thought they did such a lovely turn at the very end basically in the last episode and peppered throughout where you really see the queen in her own very stuffy royal british way struggling with the fact that she just doesn't like diana yeah yeah <laughs> she just doesn't like her that really great line one would almost feel sorry for her if one didn't feel such i can't remember what the what the actual line is but she's basically saying it's almost a shame. Like I almost feel bad for her if I didn't just, if she didn't have it coming kind of thing. Like if there wasn't like this contempt and then to see her, I could see a lot of people just the go, you know, these aberrations might not work for people, whatever. I get that. I still thought that it lended itself to some really good drama and especially that moment with the queen. And, but, but mostly for, it really had nothing to do with me seeing the aberrations again. I just enjoyed that they found a way to find their landing zone back in the royal family. Yeah. And back in this drama okay. that basically they kind of they kind of spent the whole last season really hammering out aren't <laughs> these people being one note about their refusal to like Diana. And then to go yeah. away from that and to come back to it at such a pivotal moment and to raise the stakes very specifically. I don't know what Mark's <laughs> laughing at. So John, finish up, but Mark's laughing. No, John did this motion. <laughs> oh, watch this on YouTube. Oh my God. John made Sorry. a masturbation motion. Am I going like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Sure, 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 sure. Um, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Sorry. It's a royal family. Type. No, no, no. I don't know. I just thought I just thought it worked really well. So I, uh, if anybody likes the crown. You do you know, think, if you don't like the crown, do then, one miss, then don't though, watch it and don't talk shit about it. But I think if you enjoyed it, you're going to enjoy this season a lot. I, just, I felt it. I, I love the King Charles progression from season three till now way more than I enjoyed the real life progression of King Charles. And I, but but Diana passed the Belmoral test. So when Jonathan Price is poo pooing her, I am like, but bro, you are the reason she's here. She passed the Belmoral yeah. test because of you. So that's the only miss in this in this season is that Jonathan Price was basically like, Bep, she's not part of the royal family, and it's like. And even, well, she passed. I'll, I'll you are that. in Balmoral, and you are now in Balmoral, <laughs> and you are making it seem that, like you are not. Yeah, bad. It's the just to be really specific about that. It's not. I don't mind that he was wearing that face in front of the family, but I I would have enjoyed if they had had a private moment for him, where he realized, she's we're here because of me. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? She got me. So I, I got. Yeah, like just a little bit of him. Like we all remember that scene. It was a great scene. The fucking like killing the buck. It's together. the same thing with William killing. It's the same thing. And and then Jonathan Price played it as if it didn't happen. And and or maybe it was cut on the cutting room floor. There was something missing. There was something there, right? Yeah, that's, so, the, that's the only anyway. miss. Everything else is brilliant. That's what I've been watching. How about how about you? How about you, guys, you two Dave? fucking peers over there? Mark, well, why are you laughing see. so much? We I usually start to, with like, Dave, but but you you fucked I us just up. wrecked now. Thanks to the show, Jesus Christ, I drank too much. You're Wait, welcome. What did I, you I gotta play. see what I watch. <laughs> I guess I'll I'll recommend Napoleon. <laughs> we talked. I yeah. liked Napoleon. I liked. Uh, I rewatched Barbie with my cousin. That was fun. And um, Wait, I don't rewatch as in rented, or is that out on digital now? It's di- out on digital. Yeah, streaming, but also streaming yeah. Huh. You can get it on like Apple TV and stuff. Oh, okay. But also, I watched. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sorcerer. Yeah. I watched that movie with my brother. Holy shit, that is an incredible movie. If you like Wages of Fear and you want a better movie than Wages of Fear, watch William Friedkin uh, Sorcerer. Billy Friedkin. Yeah, Yeah, the seventy. Amazing. Holy shit, it's good. I've heard it's great. John, you have John. You got to see it. It's like it came out the same like fucking month as Star Wars. That's why nobody. Yeah. (laughs) It was like what? (laughs) I just. I just, 1977, I think. What an amazing year for movies. I mean, crazy. I just heard Billy Freakin basically say, like, you know, none of us could predict what was about it. to happen in the zeitgeist. And I just kind of refused to to hear it. And my movie just tanked, and I never tried to make movies like like they wanted me to make after that. My career kind of stopped. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, though, if you like great. physical effects, holy shit, you'll feel like I don't know. I was on the edge of my seat because it's fucking terrifying. And it also, just from a filmmaking perspective, you're like, how the fuck did they make this? It's like all this shit would be supplemented with CG now. And all that anxiety you would feel for these characters would just be out of the way because you would know there's an artifice to it. But because they're actually in the country, it's like torrential downpours. There's mud. They look miserable. Their clothing's all fucked up and dirty. There's there's nothing to glamorize anything. Their origin stories are all fucked up. They're terrible people, but you get to see them work with each other and take care of each other. It's fucking awesome. You have to watch that immediately, John. And then you got to tell me what you think because I think you'd really okay. appreciate it as a physical physical effects and film guy, like actual oh, nice. film film guy. You know. Hmm. Dave, Dave, shoot out. No, Dave? that's it. <laughs> Dave. Nice, dude. Dave. I actually uh I caught uh Virtuosity. Ooh. Yeah. 
old old film uh, Denzel Washington and a very very fucking young overacting Russell Crowe um, overacting you say oh my god yeah he has like 200 and something psychopaths in his personality and he becomes he's virtual but he becomes real and goes on a murder spree it's it's quite it's I mean it's not one of the best films ever made but it's very interesting watch <laughs> um, just to see the difference between Russell Crowe's performance then and Russell Crowe's performance now um, and also Denzel just brings it every fucking time um, I also caught uh, over Thanksgiving. We watched a very fun family Thanksgiving movie, The Raid Two. <laughs> um, <laughs> and last night when we got home from Thanksgiving, back to the city, we sat down and we watched the uh, the new Doctor Who special, Part One, which is leading into the new season one of the brand new Doctor. That's now all of those are now on Disney Plus. Like all the new stuff from now on Disney Plus is oh, now wow. the the distributor for Doctor Who in America. So I caught the first Deal. one. It was good fun and very interesting. And oh my God, people are going to be coming out crying woke like crazy and they can go fuck themselves because anyone who cries woke never watched Doctor Who in their life. <laughs> um, nice. Jeff? Well, I talked about Napoleon in the last episode and we, we talked about Ad Astra in the last episode A as lot. well. And so um, I haven't watched it other than that. <laughs> oh, really? That's very it's, good. It's Thanksgiving week. Like, but well, next week, I can't to, wait uh... to talk about Zodiac, which I've already seen, but I can't wait to rewatch it with all of you. John, you want to give a thanks to somebody? Are we giving thanks to somebody? I thought you just said, oh, let's <laughs> give a big thanks to... I said, well, let's give a big thanks to our our, our guest here oh, for fucking up your show, the <laughs> Matt and Mark movie show, the trigger happy Mark Monstrowski. I maybe only did half of those though. We should all go. Um, back. No, I, I can tell who pushed their button how often. Ah shit! I will say, recently the Mark and Matt movie show have talked about a lot of good things. You talked about the Thanksgiving movie. The, Mark and Matt movie show. the Mark- <laughs> Shut John for mentioning hey, I said that wrong. Oh my god. Yeah, you talked about the Thanksgiving movie. You did a spoopy season where you talked about a lot of Thanksgiving, a lot of Halloween movies. It's been really fun listening to you guys for a long period of time. And I can't wait for you to come back. And, and I can't th- wait. And we can't wait thanks, to have you guys yeah. on our show. So Thanks for coming back and terrorizing John with Frozen 2. That's right. Oh god, <laughs> I'm so Thank you all At so least much. Ad Astra was awesome. That's true. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. One of yes, exactly. It was worth it for that. Are we? I guess we'll meet here next year for Frozen Three. Like <laughs> if they release it, <laughs> can't wait. And if congrats to the SAG strike. Oh, they're gonna release it. Yes. I actually read the contract, and I think I think it's gonna get voted yes. Even though it's not a perfect contract, but I think it's gonna get voted yes. So I mean, everybody knows that. It's never a perfect contract. Yeah, but people were worried for a minute there. But anyway, it's gonna be great. And thank you all so much. We'll see you soon, film fans. <laughs>